1: we are sitting down at Quaker Steak & Lube back in October, and we're doing our Beatrice Speedway Track Champions interviews. First one we're going to sit down with is one of my absolute favorite local drivers, Kyle Vanover, joining us. Just such a great, great great to have you on the show. Thank you. Good season for you. Uh, I, I miss seeing you on a weekly basis over at Eagle Raceway, but you made a couple of appearances and uh, took care of business over at, uh, over at Beatrice
2: yeah I, would, I wouldn't say it was a good season. It, it was just better than everybody else's <laughs> at the. <Opers. laughs> yeah it, I mean, we won four nights, but it was f- a lot of nights that weren't good. Okay, you know only you know, had a couple of fifths, a sixth or a seventh or a couple of sevenths, and mm-hmm. normally that would not have cut it, but uh, Jordan took the nights off, you know and skipped out, and it just the way the cards fell, we actually had the best season overall out of everybody but
1: did you have to tip him anything or buy him like beer for the uh, race party in order for him to skip a couple of nights or
2: no he (laughs) he skipped out early and (laughs) I really wish we would have done that truthfully this year I I missed out on a couple football games kids football games for uh, for that but we was that far in and with everybody else committing so much it's kind of like we we missed a couple football games to start with and it is what it is now
1: Points championships, are those important to you? is that something you shoot for at the beginning of the season, or are you just a guy that likes to go around a race
2: anymore after you won a couple of them, I feel like it's not it 's not a huge thing anymore it 's more of i just don 't want to get locked into something at the end of the year that yeah. way. If we want to go somewhere else, we can go somewhere else, or if something came up and we need to stay home it 's not the big deal, yeah, you know where you you get the end of the summer where people are on vacation or people have something else going on you're not by yourself at the racetrack or struggling to find someone to go with you Mm -hmm. you know it's it's just at the end of the year after you've done it so many times it's like i don't want to be tied up when we get down to the end of the year
1: yeah yeah it's funny Mm -hmm. because we talked to so many drivers that are on the show that they they basically start off the first couple of weeks of the season see where the points are at And then they kind of get this little bit of joy when they're maybe not in the top five. And they're like, we can take a weekend off, just like you're saying. We can go race another racetrack. We can go chase a little bit of money. Mm. Or we can go try a new track. Go boating. Yeah. Go, And maybe you want to go over to Knoxville for a Mm. weekend and go watch some racing rather than be a racer. Uh, So would you be in favor of maybe some dirt tracks doing an on-a-week, off-a-week schedule or planning one week a month to be off? Sometimes that's nice
2: the simple fact of i know like rpm speedway d- used to do that or maybe they still do mm-hmm. uh, i80 did it yeah and it's it'd be kind of nice um the biggest thing is is usually that still does not line up with everything that <laughs> you want to do or you know it's just you always have that one friend that they still get married during wedding yeah. or during yeah. racing season so um we, we don't call them friends <laughs> Well, when they make you buy a tux, I guess you are legally yeah, friends. So, I guess so. <laughs> buy
1: a I rent it. Well, rent it. Yeah, yeah rent it. Uh, Dylan Richards right there behind you in uh, second place. He got one win on the year. Um, honestly, it, it's a little surprising to see uh, Dylan Richards only with one win on the year. He had a hell of a 2023 season. Um, but that's uh, you know, I, I think he's one of the burgeoning drivers in the area, and uh, and it, it, I. I mean, that, that's got to puff your chest out a little bit that you were able to hold him back. Yeah. His
2: his biggest thing that hurt him was DNFs. Yeah. I mean, he was winning. He was top four or did not finish. Uh, it, w- it was the biggest, Yeah. you know. I mean, that's really all we were is consistent. And, I mean, that's that's what, that's what points used to be back yeah. when you had the 20, 25 car fields. Yeah. Every single night it was the the guy that could finish top four every single week would run away with it.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and points were always figured different back then. I mean, IMCA points are figured different than just about anybody
1: else. So yeah.
2: They're easy to calculate, and everybody else's were always, to me, hard to calculate. Yeah, yeah. IMCA I, just made it easy.
1: I really liked it when NASCAR switched years hmm. ago to the one point per position. And they, they've, they've muckied it up and complicated it a little bit more nowadays, but uh, it makes it super easy to, to go down. And, and the number of times I'm coming down to a championship, and I'm like, okay, What's a position in points? Well, top 10 is two points. 10, 11th through 20th is two points. You know, it's like it's kind of all over the place. But, but uh, to each their own, and it works for them. But uh, to keep things simple really helps. I think it helps the general people come in to be able to easily understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, why the 19?
2: So my dad was big superstitious back when he raised. Okay. Third generation. Uh, my grandpa was number 14. Mm-hmm. My dad was five, and I always kind of wanted to be 14 just because I thought that would be cool. My dad's like, well, you can't be your dad's number. He goes, it's bad luck. You know, he goes, I was 14 for a little while, and all we did is wreck and this and that. And then he was number five, and so I wanted to be 14. Well, the neighbor um, of my parents was 14 also, and I didn't want there to be confusion there. And so I always liked the number nine. Well, that was back when there was another nine hobby stock because I was going to do hobbies first. And so I just, I didn't want to have a letter after it. Yeah. You know, everybody was always in X's or whatever. And I'm just like, I want to be something simple. Well, then um, that year it was like everything. My license plate, um, my parking tag for Milford, everything was, had a 19 in it. Yeah. You know, everything I looked at had a 19 in it weirdly. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, oh, I think this is kind of a sign and kind of, we did it, and, I mean, the weird part, through the math of everything, you know. Ends you up know, being your dad
1: and your grandpa together. Yeah, yeah, which
2: it is, It that was never added up, but that was just how it ended up.
1: I did that in my head.
2: And isn't
0: it cool that Martin Truex <laughs> took your number, too?
2: Yeah, That's actually, there's actually a little bit of connection. Uh, uh, one of, back when I had a modified for a couple of years, uh, the car owner of that is actually the engine tuner for Truex, so when they went from the 78 to the 19 yeah. team or whatever, I was like, hey, you know, I got some uh, paint schemes, you know, if he wants to,
1: <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, and I think that's kind of nice that that, that uh, you were able to keep it simple like that. And kind of thinking off the top of my head, you don't run into a lot of 19s in the pits.
2: Not until you get to Boone. Yeah. You got to hurry up um, and turn that in yeah. quickly, or you got to come up with some letters or some numbers or whatever.
1: Something different, yeah. Um, paint scheme this year went kind of different. Went with a nice blue finish to it, or a nice blue look.
2: Yeah, that was actually a throwback to uh, John Fos. Uh, that'd be Brandon, the Big Johnson race cars. His wife's dad won the 1990 stock car IMCA national title, mm-hmm. and it was like a mid 70s Monte Carlo that's all blue with a spray painted 27 on it, yellow 27 on it. So. If you got close enough to the 19, there was a little 27 in it. Um, and then on the trunk, we had a mural about it. So um, he's having some cancer issues and some health issues at the moment, or this whole last year. and um, It's kind of uh, want to throw it back to him. And, yeah. You know, something different. I like playing, and, and his car was playing, and so we just kept it that way and something I, cool.
1: I like playing too. I'm always a selfish person of – Whatever the design looks like that makes it easiest for me to just be able to see you out of the corner of my eye and realize who it is, I hate busy paint schemes. And I especially hate chrome numbers. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot see those five feet away, better yet, you know, 300 yards away in the announcer's booth.
0: We've had a million discussions about that, a busy paint scheme, you know, when you're just going to take and you got six colors on your car, and then you start putting a few decals on and a few sponsors. You can't read anything. Yeah, but, you know.
1: yeah I think it was probably Scott Bloomquist that brought it up to us the first time when he, was, he decided to make a big change on his because he was like, it's just get, it was getting too messy. Mm-hmm. It's hard to see everything. So.
2: And that's one thing Brandon and I always talk about is it may be plain, but it's all readable. Mm-hmm. That, that's, you know, what, what really is a sponsor on your race car if you can't read it from the stands?
1: Right. Uh, is that Brandon Brandon or Brandon Trevor Brandon.
2: <laughs> That's Brandon 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 Brandon. Okay, all right. I or keep or the- to some people brand Donnie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
2: got to separate them all out. Uh, Not well, Brandon I, X. No. <laughs>
1: you also raced the uh, Dirt Crown Series uh, and, and uh, were able to pick up a third place finish there. Uh, are you still a fan of that series? Is it something that in year number two that you're you're still liking, or, or are they kind of moving in a direction that that you may take a year or two off of, the, of uh, chasing that?
2: Depending on schedule. I I think we'll still follow uh, Scott and Rob, whatever they want to do. I mean, they're doing – they're helping us racers out by making, you know, a payouts. Um, the biggest thing is is working on the payout from 10th on. So that way we can have full fields show up. It's not just all about the winner takes all the money and everybody else gets crumbs. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing is is the end of the year points, if you can, you know, follow it all year long, their points – pay a lot they so, do i mean yeah. and it's you know like we end up winning the hard charger this year mostly just because uh jordan draws the front row every single race he's That'd in be, it, that, so. you know
1: along with being good he's one of the luckiest sons of bitches i've ever known <laughs> yeah. i've ever known yeah but you know he makes it work for himself yeah is he really <laughs> an sob he is well mom. i guess i, I his, mom say his mom's that. a nice lady i haven't met his mom before i yeah. shouldn't say that She's I, a nice lady. Uh, he's a you know pretty nice guy yeah it's sometimes i know that i can walk into that holler and he's like i gotta talk to this freaking guy again <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which i think i've seen that look on your face too <laughs> and then you've got a high noon and he goes yeah. oh, okay all right yeah <laughs> he's a fan of black cherry by the way oh. just in case you were wondering uh, i'm mean, i'm definitely enjoying this watermelon in
2: case you're going for a bribe yeah black yeah. cherry high noon see i only had peach because the second time he did it he didn't offer me one i didn't no must have been out <laughs>
1: <laughs> I must have been low that night. <laughs> at the end of the season, I was I was getting so much grief from Matt Andrews because every time he won, I didn't have a watermelon, and watermelon is the only one he'll drink. So that might have been a night that Matt Andrews won, and I was Bogart <laughs> the last watermelon.
2: <laughs> I don't know what happened. Who knows? And I think you're always flustered when you walk up to me, like, "Oh man, what's he going to get me with this?" Week?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm always flustered at the end of the night at Eagle Man. The stuff that happens there. Um, all right. How'd the rest of your season go? Um, it, it went fine. You know, Eagle,
2: we missed the first two nights just to make sure that we were out of points. Yeah. Well, the first night was, you know, the first <laughs> night was. That's the first was, time I've ever heard that. <laughs> <laughs> the first night was ridiculously cold. And it's like, hey, this is the whole concept of not being in the points. We don't have to go. Yeah. You know. So we skipped that, and then the next night was something happened or something was going on, so we missed that. And it's like, now we're completely out of the points. We showed up the next week, and we end up winning.
1: (laughs) Now you're back in the points. (laughs) Well, it's just kind of (laughs) like, all right.
2: And then we missed the week after that and came back the fifth week, and we end up winning that. And it's like, this is fun, you know, but it's kind of – and then the – you know, between uh, Brandon dealing with the Blue River Raceway and – you know, everything just kinda going on. I mean, Dirt Crown really wasn't that big going on yet, but mm-hmm. it's just kinda everything going on just it was nice to take a Saturday off. Yeah. After the year before being yeah. to me, you know, so worried about you had to be there on Friday, you had to be there on Saturday, you know. It was nice to take a Saturday off, well then you take one off and then well that was really nice, you take another one off and
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, the, bad, it, the bad part, when you take a Saturday off, you spend just as much money as if you'd gone
1: racing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, it, it, it's always kind of fun. It was fun for me for a little bit to, to have this conversation with my girlfriend because I, I got her working up at the VIP booth, uh, and, and she's, at the beginning of the season, she was like, do we work on this Saturday? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> unless it rains, yes. And she's like, well, what about this Saturday? And I'm like, "Yes." if it's a Saturday, we work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we work every Saturday, beginning of April, to the first week of September, unless it rains. Yeah, it's every Saturday, and then there's uh, some other races sprinkled in there. And yeah, I got her uh, working out there, and then working at I eighty. And she had uh, she had a pretty hefty schedule last season when, when I eighty was in their final year. But uh, it's it is it's daunting, it's exhausting, and I don't blame anybody. Uh, I, I know Roger's been a little, uh, uh, you know, he's been vocal about frustrated with the touring series because he thinks it's hurting the, the local racing, but. I'm kind of starting to feel like the momentum is a lot like you. Of, You want that ability, that freedom to be able to say, I just don't want to race this weekend, or I got something else going on, or, or a so-called friend is getting married. There's always something happening that, you know, maybe if you just took a week off, you're not feeling so pressured and you could recharge a little bit. Yeah. Well, I mean,
2: I hate to say it because I guess I don't see myself as a, a mid-30s. You know, I still feel like I'm, you know, the younger person Yeah, is – we're all grown up you know mm-hmm. we all gotten families you know we've all gotten married you got things going on kids and it's just it's not the every single weekend what are we going to do now that it rained out you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> staying into the shop just going what do i do with my hands
2: that's you know, usually when we got the, in the most trouble <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah like dirk said usually when you don't race you spend more money
0: yeah, uh, you probably sit there one night a week going, okay, i got a birthday party Saturday, I've
2: got race on Saturday, and I've got this on Saturday. How did all this happen? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so how am I going to break this to the wife so she don't kill me? Right, yeah.
1: That's what Sarah and I sit down most Sunday nights to Mondays and just go, okay, what do we have going on this week? And usually by the end of the conversation, we're like, and this is the off-season season yeah. We're not even stuck at a racetrack on a on a Saturday night or a Friday night or something like that. We're we're in the off season.
0: Hey, Anthony's getting ready to get married here. Why don't you give him some of those excuses you use to uh, yeah. get the wife from
2: killing you? Anthony works for me, <laughs> actually. <laughs> so, um, and he picked, I probably give him too much advice already.
1: <laughs> he picked he picked a hell of a woman that is yeah. incredibly supportive of this thing. Yeah, so I, and that's probably one of the reasons why he popped the tr- question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Didn't you do sure. it at the – what race did you pop the question at? It was Actually,
2: the, the funny part about that, it was that Silver, Silver Dollar National. Silver Dollar. So, <clears throat> he came in the next Friday, and i seen the video of it. You know, and me being, you know, the jokester with Anthony, I'm like, mm-hmm. you, do you realize it was 100 and some degrees out there, <laughs> and these drivers are sitting there strapped <laughs> into their cars, lined up on the front stretch while you're babbling on this PA. And I was like, and then you guys kissed forever. Like, do you know. realize how yeah, hot it is inside those race
1: cars? <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, Lisa, uh, was actually on the radio with the drivers telling them everything that was going on. And she, apparently she was doing a little bit of a play-by-play. And when she said she said yes, apparently all the drivers kind of started cheering inside their cars. So yeah. it, was a, it was a big moment for everybody.
2: <laughs> and, I mean, of course I told them congratulations. It was yeah. Just, you had
0: to give. I mean, give had to give a little, a little bit yeah. of overtime. Yeah. So, Anthony, next time you propose, keep all this in mind.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Make sure do That's
1: it. a night I'm not going. <laughs> <laughs> he's just going to follow the dirt crown around until it's some <laughs> sticky hot night, and he's like, yeah. "Well, guess I'm proposing to Lydia again." <laughs> uh, but speaking of that full-time job, what is it? What pays the bills? What is it that you do?
2: Uh, I basically. Um, run or oversee the shock building at Speedway Motors. So Jesus, do, uh, that's an important job right now. <laughs> uh, shocks and rear end gears. So yeah. um, it's a lot of. We got uh, ten full time guys in there, including Anthony. Including, He's one yeah. of the ten. Yeah. So we um, move a lot of stuff, uh, rear end gears and shocks, and it's it's busy right now. It's it's our slow time so yeah. it's trying to get caught up so it's people don't have to wait when it becomes a busy season because just like myself like most racers we're procrastinators yeah I wait till last minute yeah yeah you'll wait
0: till march 8th or 10th to get your shocks for march 1st yeah it's usually you
2: know <laughs> hey i'm racing this weekend like yeah so is everybody yep. else ahead of you
1: That's i always loved uh stan caesar talking about and he's like well you know it's race week because uh Jack Jack Dover just brought me his car. And (laughs) usually I'm getting that conversation on Thursday, and Jack's racing on Friday, and he's like, I'm going to stay at the shop all night and get her done.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Zach, over at the the engine shop's right next door. And so um, we share, you know, computer stuff and and printers and different stuff and kind of go back and forth with different things. We're both under Kevin Larkins (laughs) or whatever. So you know when Jack's going to be racing because – Usually the motor gets started on. They start putting it together on Wednesday if he's racing Friday, <laughs> and it's getting bolted on the dyno about noon on Friday. Yeah,
1: yeah. I that's one of my favorite things about Jack. He doesn't do anything on time, no. and that's fine. He, well, except for he gets the victory lane on time. He's on time, you know. Yeah. He just his just time's different <laughs> than everybody else's. <laughs> All right, we talked too much about Jack Dover. We're talking with Kyle Vanover, your Beatrice Speedway track champion uh, in your stock car division. I'm kind of getting a little bit of a sense that, and I think it's an easy one to say, you're not real happy with the season that you felt like you could have done better. Uh, Is there plans to kind of focus double down, or are you kind of like, I'm just kind of enjoying being a a racer here and there and and picking up a couple of championships?
2: I think just kind of happy with, you know, racing weekly stuff here, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, following the tour. But it's more of the... You know, we just want better finishes and be yeah. more consistent. You know, obviously the nights that you tear the car up less is the best. It's a, better, it's a good the, uh, night, yeah. Uh, just looking for more wins, obviously, but just uh, better consistent finishes. So just a more gooder season. Yeah. More, <laughs> spe- more speed altogether. A <laughs> little more gooder or much more gooder? Much more. You're much always more looking gooder. for more.
1: i always looking for more. All right. Uh, all right. Make sure to thank all those great sponsors that helped the 19 uh, win this championship.
2: Right now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Cadillac <laughs> Chassis by Big Johnson, um, Speedway Motors, Racing Engines, Speedway Shocks, Greens Plumbing and Heating, Anderbunes Construction, um, Icon Pistons, Ron and Genie Sardison, <sighs> Elite the, Graphics. They're, they're
1: pretty much retired now, aren't they?
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but Ron still has the hookup on little things. Yeah. You know, like his uh, flea market, um, (laughs) you know, his warehouse for a flea market, should I say. uh, And uh, different things like that.
1: I Um, I interrupted you in the middle of it. So uh, uh, Ron and and yeah, we need to sign. We need to get a sign for it, too.
2: Obviously, uh, all of our wives. My wife puts up with me. Did you Um, say
1: all of your wives?
2: No. Well, all of our wives. Oh, there we go. My wife (laughs) and all the Brandons' (laughs) wives. (laughs) Uh, no, they, they put up with all of us. Um, Trevor's wife doesn't let him get out very much, but, you yeah. know, that's, she does still at times. Um, Amber always puts up with us, usually has meals in the trailer for us, you know. But she's that's an accountant. Big. She's worried about money all the time. That's big. You know.
1: <laughs> Food in the trailer is yeah. important.
2: And then, obviously, uh, my parents, we work out of um, my parents' garage. Um, and, and then my kids, you know, time away from them. Yeah. You know, it's crazy how fast they grow up.
1: And it's tough to sit there and watch, and you think at the end of the season, you're like, man, I miss this and this and this in their life. Mm-hmm. But are they kind of getting into racing a little bit? Do they come and help out? My oldest
2: does here and there. He's, I mean, he's a teenager, so he's wanting he, – he has a social life. Him and his girlfriend off doing something mm-hmm. and uh, and doing sports, and he's got practices for something every night, it seems like, oh, or, that, or that, activities. Uh,
1: what is it, specialized sports or the uh the club sports I, my nieces did that for a while, and I'm like i don't understand how you run these kids like that to my sister like it just i mean they' it's every night every weekend it's worse than racing
0: yeah well no, my boss yeah. he uh he'd got a daughter that uh was big in volleyball and i mean she she was five foot ten or five eleven when she was like nine years old and uh so she got into all these Omaha Premier Gold and Premier Silver and all these different volleyball teams all, you know, until she hit high school and, uh, and played real well in high school. She was going to camps all over in the summer. And, uh, you know, he goes, well, at least this is going to pay for college because, you know, he doesn't know how many hundreds of thousands of dollars he spent for a tournament in Cincinnati, <laughs> one in Detroit, one in Vegas, one in Dallas, wherever. And uh, when it came time to go to college,
2: she decides she did not want to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. But that's, Ouch. I mean, it's like even my, my youngest, you know, she's not really in any sports. She kind of must have got her athletic genes from me. And, uh, <laughs> but she's asking the other day, she's like, how many more races you got? And I was like, uh, we're done for the year, you know. And she's like, no, you told me you <laughs> had another one. like, well, Beatrice rained out, you know, or weathered out, you know, a weekend or two ago. And mm-hmm. she's like, no, I want to stay with Grandma and Grandpa. <laughs> 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 so, I mean... You have, you have a little bit of everything.
1: Yeah. Kyle Vanover, you're 2023 Beatrice Speedway Stock Car Track Champion. Uh, plans for next year. Have you started working on them, or are you just enjoying the off-season?
2: I pulled the body off and okay. beat it out to, for patterns to make new ones for next year. Uh, this
1: is a family show. Can we keep it racing?
2: Yeah. No, it's, it's basically just kind of freshen everything up, go through it. Uh, probably a little bit more closer to a normal paint scheme for me for next year. Okay. And... Uh, just kind of hit around here and there. We'll see how the Dirt Crown schedule looks like. Uh, hopefully it's not on complete tour where they feel like we're World Outlaw guys. But, yeah. Uh, we, we should be fine. We'll follow that and uh, hit Eagle and Beatrice constantly as as much as you can and, and go from there.
1: All right. Uh, given an unlimited budget, what would you race?
2: I think obviously a Dirt Lake model. Yeah. Except for Eldora. I, I wouldn't want to have been on that track last night. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of people said that. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm I'm the one that, I mean, that's to me my biggest gripe at Eagle. You have you know you have Dylan over here that's just wide open through bouncing through it and just yeah. thinks it's the funnest thing in the whole world. And now <laughs> I'm this old person that's like, no, I just like the slick and slow. Let's just roll around the tires, <laughs> and, you know, nice and easy. And, yeah.
1: Let's not bump anything. Just take it easy, guys.
2: You know, just let's not. I mean, beat the Ethyl- crap out of everything.
1: Ethel in one has got to be your worst enemy then. What's that? Ethel. That's what I named that little dip in turn one is Ethel. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, it's just where you land. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that was the thing at Race Saver. You know what I mean? It was like it was wavy yeah. the, at the Nationals. And it's like the second time you hit was like yeah. the, actually the what messed you up the most, it seems like.
1: I know I'm. I'm in rare... Uh, opinion here, but I like Ethel. I think it it makes things a little bit more difficult for drivers. That it, ge- it it's really fun to watch a driver hit it once and then be able to hit it perfectly. And I, I'm kind of thinking right now, like sprint cars with Joey Danley and Stu Snyder. You know, I'm watching them go into turn one and they hit it once and they bicycle up the racetrack and then they come back at it around and they they figure out exactly how to go through the corner to where the the bump goes right underneath of them and they hug that cushion and just get so much speed and. To me, that's kind of fun to watch.
0: So you like Ethel. Exactly how many race cars have you owned and how many laps have you turned? <laughs> I, I, exactly. Yeah. It,
1: well, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched several of my sponsored cars end up in turn two because of Ethel, but... Up over the guardrail, yeah. close to the fence. Yeah, I watched... Thank God for that fence, too. We played that interview, I think, last weekend, but, uh, or last week, but, yeah, I, I, I like Ethel as a spectator, but I also understand that as a spectator, I don't have to pay the bills. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I... When I'm a spectator, I pay, I pay the admission to get in and watch the races. But, but I like you guys have to start from the back and make your way front. I know there's some guys that don't like that because it eats up equipment and all this stuff. But uh, but it, it's fun for me to watch that.
2: Yeah. And that's what um, I think it was the second night that I was there. Um, we put a camera on my helmet. And Brandon's like, well, I couldn't believe you drive in the corners just blam, you know. Like, <laughs> and then it's just like your head just beating around like, yeah, yeah. that's what it's like inside there. <laughs> that's why I'm not really, you know. to me, It's fun racing around there, but it's, you get around people and it yeah. gets stressful.
1: Yeah. It's a, it's a tough racetrack. And I, 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 I'm glad that anybody comes and races there because it, it, you guys put on a hell of a show. And the stock cars just absolutely put on a hell of a show. And uh, it seems to be anywhere you guys are going these days, you're putting on some great shows
2: yeah as long as we're not crashing them like sport mods yeah
1: let's let's stay <laughs> away from that all right, Kyle vanover uh we did the sponsors, right yep. we got through all of them because uh, I interrupted you for one of them, and I think maybe you had a couple more to go
2: yeah, i still have we got Wichita Dino on the front fender and um Stropes' Shop, and I think that's it
1: Stropes Barbershop, they uh
2: yeah, I get a better deal than you do. Yep. I actually get a haircut.
1: Thanks. That's good. Good. Good deals there.
2: They do wax jobs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to take a break. Okay. We'll be back in turn number two on the front stretch. Wicker Steak & Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All-You-Can-Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of Baby Back Ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and You Choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and & Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get too quick to steak and
0: We're hooked up in turn two and still showing the green flag on the front stretch.
1: Welcome back to the front stretch rolling into turn number two presented by Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs, the official watering hole of the front stretch. And first, I do apologize. I think on Tuesday's show, I got the schedule a little bit turned around. I said that Kaylee Richards was going to be a part of the show tonight, but uh, ended up being Kyle Vanover. Uh, That's the interview we played in turn number one. And uh, Kaylee Richards will be a part of the show in uh, uh, next week's show. So we'll talk to Kaylee next week on Tuesday. Uh, on Tuesday's edition of The Front Stretch. And uh, so we played Kyle Van Overs. I apologize for that confusion. Uh, as I was going back through and doing the editing, I realized that when we did the two different interviews, I couldn't fix it and play it the way that I said that I thought I was going to. So just had to stick with uh, with this way and uh, uh, issue an, an, a, a public apology for any confusion and frustration that may have resulted from my uh, poor scheduling well, hopefully,
0: there will still be Beatrice people, and they're both Beatrice drivers. So, yeah, hopefully, it wasn't such a big deal.
1: Well, the Richards fans are going to have to uh, wait with bated breath just a little bit longer, but the good news is it's just a couple of days away. Uh, Dirk, not a lot has happened in the world of racing, other than uh, Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet announced that the High Limit Series is going national next year. Uh, we no. don't have a schedule. We don't have much more than that, other than them just saying that uh, we're, we're going national.
0: Well, they basically just combined the All-Star Series and their High Limit Racing Series. And now it's just called High Limit Racing. And it's a 50-night schedule that I do know. And I also saw from Roger Hayden's post that it's June 11th at Eagle, which is a Tuesday night.
1: Oh, fantastic. So that is... Right.
0: Before the Cup race in Iowa, <laughs> yeah. as we said, it would be right before. Well, or
1: right just as we said that they should do either the week before or the week after, uh, it would be really smart to to work together with uh, the High Limit Series, Eagle Raceway, Knoxville, and Iowa Speedway all work together so that when these stars are in the area, they they've got a couple of nights to race.
0: And it's no longer the High Limit Series; it is High Limit Racing, oh. very specifically. Uh, that I went ahead and went through that whole flow thing, and all these people are talking about two races at Eagle, and it's in September and all this. The part of the article was kind of poorly written, but it never said two races at Eagle, and it never said Eagle's race was in September. So Roger Hayden came on that post and cleared it up for everybody and said June
1: 11th. Good. And it sounds like they're going to dub that uh, the Eagle Nationals, which has taken a couple of year hiatus. And I've heard some rumors that we may be seeing race savers, four tens, and light models all a part of that show on in June.
0: Well, I would be very surprised because that was one thing with the week midweek shows that the the former high limit racing series did not do was they had no support classes. Correct. Yeah. Correct. So. I don't know exactly what these rumors are and what you're hearing. Did it go from no support classes to four, or three, or three, (laughs) Three. or one? Yeah, Um, sounds like just a rumor. I mean, I'd like to see it. I hope more guys get a chance to race with those big boys. I think, you know, I think that's great if it happens. But I'm not going to put any faith in that at this point.
1: Uh, I would. I I echo the same thing. Maybe I believed it because I want to see it. I would absolutely love to see a uh, national late model touring series. If it's Lucas oil or world of outlaw, um, I would love to see some sort of national late model touring series even more, I guess than that. I'm more of a local guy. I really couldn't give two flips about the national, uh, racing scene. I I care about what's happened in my backyard. So I'd love to see the Malvern bank, super late model series, uh, get their shot again at Eagle. They raced there a few years ago. Um, and I believe they were on the schedule this year, but it, it got uh, rained out. Or am I thinking of the uh, Malvern they Bank were, 360 sprints? I think they
0: were on with that Alley show, weren't they? I think but so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they were on that last show that got canceled out there at the end. But uh, yeah, I would, you know, I would think either them, but I would think it would probably be more of a a fit for the Malvern Bank 360s. Yeah, To run the, the, the other sprint car series. But again, I, uh, if it happens, it happens. I just know it hasn't happened, you know, in the mm-hmm. short time of the series, they've never had a support group with them. So yeah, we'll see what goes in the future. But yeah, there's uh the all-star, I, you know, they didn't say they disbanded it or did anything to it, but there's no talk of any schedule and races that were formerly run by the all-stars like that, uh, that series is going to start in uh, at East Bay in February, which is where the all start. start. So yeah. I think they're just taking all of their dates and putting everything together. And Brad sweets already announced that he's going to try and, you know, run the whole circuit and, you know, Kyle Larson will fill in when he can, because obviously there'll, there'll be plenty of weekend shows that he won't be able to make.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, another news, a uh, piece that you, uh, you kind of, I saw you share out from a Facebook page called 12 NASCAR 43. And uh, it's kind of interesting. It, it breaks down the, um, statistical leaders of the season. Like most wins in the season, William Byron, six. Most top fives, Larson and Byron tied with 15. Most top tens, Byron 21. Most 15s, Byron 28. Most top 20s, Busher 31. So on and so forth. On to, Average starting position, average finishing position, number of playoff points gained, uh, all this stuff. And the thing that kind of stuck out to me, and we know that I can miss some things here and there, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, but it doesn't look like Brian Blaney won any of these.
0: No, no, his, his year was pretty much a hit and miss year, he, and he even said that. He goes, mm-hmm. you know, we went out and won the all-star race, and then we got lost, you know. The one that stood out to me, um, I don't remember, I don't have that pulled up, but it was basically um, races completed. Evidently, Corey LaJoy didn't have a DNF, I don't
1: think. Wow. Uh, races finished, maybe? 30, 36 straight races. Consecutive yeah. races, races finishes, finished. I think that's what you're talking about.
0: Well, yeah, like I said, I couldn't remember how it was worded, but 36 races is their schedule. Right. So he didn't have a DNF.
1: That's it. That's awesome.
0: Well, it's an impressive stat.
1: And, and it's a solo stat because if anybody else would have had that, just like with some of the other spots, they'd have put both drivers down there or three drivers or four. So he was the only driver that was able to complete all the races this season. Points paying races, at least.
0: Well, it means he was there for the start. You know, he was there when they threw the green flag and he was there when they threw the checkers. If he lost some laps in between, he might've finished 10, 20 laps down on some races.
1: But he finished.
0: You know. Exactly. He was, he was on the track at the end. So, I think yeah. that's pretty cool. Um another one that kind of snuck up on me was Brad Keselowski had 24 consecutive top 10 no, top 20 finishes I think it was.
1: Uh I'm seeing consecutive lead lap finishes.
0: Lead lap finishes. There you go.
1: 24.
0: Right. That's impressive as hell. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some interesting stats in here. I'll have to it, I wish it was a better uh picture, I, I click on it and try to blow it up and it, it's just real grainy, but I think it's kind of fun to look over that stuff in uh, most DNFs. Uh, Austin Dillon with 10. Most stage points won or most stage points. That can't be right. Why? 311 stage points gained by Denny Hamlin. Mm, yeah, no. because you... He would have had to have won half the stages. Well, no, he could have he basically
0: ran 8th like in every stage,
1: that's got to be a typo.
0: Yeah, there's there's something off there because I don't think he had 311 stage points. That that there's something maybe 211. Maybe that. Yeah, but, but 311 looks... sounds like a lot because there would have only been 390. Let's see what would have been 36 races times two, which plus... would be 72 plus one race, 73 because they throw an extra stage in the 600
1: right so there's about 730 stage points available oh then he could have had
0: 311 yeah he could have very easily had that
1: that's a i mean if that's true that's less
0: than half but yeah he could have had that
1: well let's back it up with some other stuff average percentage laps in the top 15 hamlin was 77.9 so that kind of backs it up that if, if he's able to run 77% of his race in the top 15.
0: Yeah. But the top 11 the through 15th don't get a stage. Point. Right.
1: Right. Um, so, races with 100 plus driver ratings. Hamlin had 20. Um uh, trying to find yeah, other we'll Hamlin stats that might really back it
0: up. Once, once we do the, the math backwards, um, you know, you would think that uh, is there a stat there for how many top 10 finishes?
1: Yeah, that's Byron at 21. Well,
0: see, that can't be right because Brad Keselowski had 24 in a row.
1: Consecutive lead lap finishes.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That was Brad Keselowski. It's okay. Yeah, I'm getting things a little mixed up. I'm not looking at the chart, so.
1: Yeah. I'm not seeing anything else to back it up. But, you know, I mean, I guess he's had a he had a great year, so maybe it is 311 stage points.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you can win, uh, you know, um Sure, he won a lot of – well, he didn't necessarily win a lot of stages, but I know damn well he was in the top three on a lot of stages.
1: So, Anyways, those are kind of little stats I like to pour every once in a while, and it's kind of interesting to take a look at that. Um, North Wilkesboro Speedway's repave is officially underway. Uh, as they uh, finish up the season last weekend in Phoenix, it was announced that uh, North Wilkesboro NASCAR is uh, excited to head back there uh, mid-season next year, I believe, for the All-Star Race. I guess not mid-season. It'll be in May. Hasn't been repaved since 1981, so the resurfacing process, including milling approximately two inches of the old track off, repaving uh, falling, failing spots, sealing, and adding a specially designed asphalt mixture in the same configuration as the original track, including the 13-degree banking in the corners. So maybe this will help a little bit. So the Kyle Larson doesn't put as bad of a butt whooping on the field. <laughs> and we also noted, uh, we forgot to talk about it on Tuesday's show, but uh, auto club speedway, the uh, read is, the the uh, construction, I guess has, has, has finally got underway. I thought that that had already started, but obviously not. They, you know, we, we've noted that they've had some issues with, uh, they started this process before COVID COVID happened all the restrictions in California um i'm sure the labor shortages have have hurt the construction companies and the plans for doing this maybe budgets hurt for a little while so they were kind of waiting and it's been a couple of years since they've gotten this underway they
0: were having problems getting county permits they were having problems getting everything
1: mm.
0: underway there but they finally got it underway um is it going to be completed by next year like it's supposed to be you know or, uh, no, not next year, but 2025, because next year is that's why Iowa's got a race because they're taking California's race off the schedule. Um, they
1: basically got about a year and a half to year and three quarter uh, to get it done. Well, I guess about a year because they're going to have to have it. They're going to want to be confident that it's going to be done uh, by the time uh, they release the they, 2025 they, schedule. Right.
0: Yeah. They're about a year.
1: Yeah. Because we got the schedule, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago?
0: Eh, Yeah, somewhere around there, a month ago maybe.
1: So uh, the other news story I got, Phoenix post-race inspection is completed. No issues with Ross Chastain or second-place finisher Ryan Blaney. So Ryan Blaney is officially the winner. I haven't seen any penalties come out regarding Cup Series. I actually haven't seen any penalties. What's that?
0: You said Ryan Blaney's the winner. He's not the winner. He's the champion. Ross Chastain was the winner.
1: Oh. Okay. So Ross Chastain is officially the winner and Ryan Blaney is officially the cup series champion. Yeah. Uh, and I, like I said, I haven't seen any, uh, penalties come out, but Dirk, I know you were talking before we hit the record button that penalties have been released, uh, for the weekend the only, at Phoenix.
0: The only penalty that was released for the week of Phoenix was Corey Heim in the truck for, for uh, had something to do with section 4.4 BC and D or something, uh, behavior and conduct, and he was fined $12,500 and penalized 25 driver points for taking out Carson Hokovar towards the end of that race and totally affecting the whole championship in the truck series. I mean, he took the title away from Corey Emfinger at that point. There was only three races left in the race and he was like six or seven spots ahead of the next guy he had to worry about.
1: Yeah. So he was
0: going to win the title. Um, and I don't know why there is no suspension. It's just insane. They penalized chase. They suspended chase Elliott a race earlier this year when he hit Denny Hamlin, they, uh, penalized Kyle Bush, a race, suspended him out of a cup race when he hit Ron Hornaday a few years ago in Texas and took him out of the championship battle, they penalized Matt Kenseth a few years ago. They suspended him, what, three races. I, right I
1: was going to say, my memory says three, but um, yeah. I yeah. think
0: three races, they suspended him for taking out Joey Logano and not letting him advance.
1: Um, Do you think yeah, there's, there's anything with NASCAR feeling like that? they didn't want to penalize him too much because it could be a good learning opportunity for him. I, I don't no. know. I'm grasping at straws. I don't know. No.
0: It's- no, they needed a suspension in on this. They just screwed the pooch again, which NASCAR is definitely prone to do.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, if they didn't want to carry the suspension in the next season is the only excuse they can bring. The only one. So if you don't want to suspend him, you put him on triple secret probation until his NASCAR career is over. However yeah. you want it to do You know, he did a lot more than just crash Carson Hokovar. You know, he affected the champ, the outcome of the championship, just like uh, Clint Boyer did spinning at Richmond several years ago when it was, you know, down to who was going to get into the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I still
1: one one truck I still love that picture of the uh playoff 16 or the the chase 16 or whatever they called it at the time and and there was 17 drivers because they did or no uh the picture was taken before NASCAR announced that they were going to uh uh let Jeff Gordon into the playoffs and everybody's standing in a line there's all the drivers standing there and the only one not smiling is Martin Truex jr. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it was uh, well back then. I think it was just 15 drivers. I think that was before they did the elimination. Okay. So I think they just had 15 drivers, and so Gordon was the first of 16. But, yeah. yeah. By the way, I just remember the pictures you're talking about.
1: Circling back around to the Corey Heim deal, uh, pull, bullet points for his penalty were attempting to manipulate the outcome of a race or a championship, wrecking or spinning another vehicle, whether or not that vehicle is removed. From competition, as a result, any actions deemed to compromise the safety of an event or otherwise pose a dangerous risk to the safety of a competitor, official, spectator, or others. Uh, those were the bullet points listed on J. Ski is the reason why he was penalized. I completely agree with you. Uh, you know what? You want to come down on these guys and you want to make sure they understand that you don't mess around with the result of a race or a championship. You got to suspend him. They, I well, mean, a race, I don't. A race is a championship is something totally different.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's not that he just affected a race, because really he didn't affect the winner. Well, he affected the winner of the race, but it wasn't you know back in July. Yeah, you know, it was the last race. It was the championship. A suspension. If he gets suspended from Daytona, Daytona, so be it. You've got to suspend this kid Mm
1: -hmm. that's just flat wrong and you did it earlier this year with chase elliott so i i don't know i would i would love to see nascar's explanation on this and maybe in a a week or so we'll get some sort of interview that will explain the reasoning behind it that might help us a little bit but for the meantime my hands are literally up in the air in wtf motion yep it's
0: it's it's just flat wrong you know Like I said, the only thing they're going to hang their hat on is we didn't want to take the suspension into the following race season. Screw that. Yeah. You know, he took the trophy out of one driver's hands. I agree. And they'll say, well, there were three laps left. He might not have won. Yeah, bullshit. All
1: right, that's all I got for news. You got anything else for us? No, I think we pretty
0: much got her covered. Hope everybody can come on out over to Quaker State uh next Monday on the thirteenth and listen to the drag racers tell us about their side of the the racing world going straight, going a hell of a lot faster than yeah. <laughs> let the stock cars go. Uh
1: we've got Joe McCarthy McCarthy uh, McCarty scheduled for six PM, the William Brothers racing at six thirty. Omaha Speed Shop is gonna join us at seven. Then Tony Peterson, your top fuel champion from Ottawa, is going to join us at 7 30.
0: Not top fuel, top ET. Okay. And then, yeah, that's
1: way up (laughs) there. Jack Jack Underwood is going to join us at eight o'clock. So uh, that is the schedule for this coming Monday. Make sure you join us. And uh, we'd love to see you guys. Uh, Just swing out, grab something good to eat, and uh, listen to something a little bit different. You might enjoy what you're hearing. Uh, down at Quaker Steak and Lube, uh, provided I can get the speakers working again. <laughs> uh, I, and that's all I got for you guys. No race to preview this weekend. Um, everything's pretty much wrapped up and uh, squared away. So.
0: Yeah, there's uh there is a, a big, I don't know if it's a, there's a big late model race. I think, I don't even know if it's sanctioned world outlaws or Lucas oil or anything because all that stuff, I they've already got their champions named and everything, but uh, I know Bobby Pierce had it on his page. It was down in Georgia somewhere. Um, That's this weekend. And then we're a month away yet from the dirt in December down in St. Louis. So,
1: yeah. Uh, All right. That's going to do it for us. Thanks everybody for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed the Kyle Van over interview. If you did, please give it a share and uh, that way other people can listen to it and enjoy Mm -hmm. it too. Like I said, on Tuesday, we'll be back with Kaylee Richards on uh, and then that's our, this is our last Thursday show that is planned for uh next couple of months. So it's just going to be Tuesday editions. but if anything bre- big and breaking comes out, we'll jump in and do a quick episode somewhere here and there. And you guys can enjoy it when it comes out. Thanks you everybody for listening
0: and, and run the r- tricky triangle on Tuesday nights. And, yeah. Uh,
1: have,
0: have a good time doing that. Uh,
1: that's going to be going on every Tuesday to December 5th. And they're going to take the Christmas break. They'll come back every Tuesday. In January and a couple of weeks in February, Championship Night is Tuesday, February thirteenth. Get down there and have some fun. It's a great time to watch and enjoy. They've got a little announcer that uh, they've got some announcing that goes on, so you're you're not completely lost as to what's going on, and you can talk to the drivers about what they were feeling and doing just as they come off the racetrack. That's going to do it for us today. Big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lube, Joe's carding and of course Rick Havenridge at RickhavenridgeAdvice.com. for Dirk Houston. I'm Dan Taylor. This has been the Front Stretch.